Welcome to Sinner Saint Sister. I'm Allison Sullivan, and this is a podcast about sometimes saving the world and sometimes just surviving in it. In the next hour or so, we will nurture our friendships, explore our joy, shake our fists, all while trying to serve our God, and most likely, all while wearing pajamas. I hope you hear something that lets you know you are loved and helps you love one another. Welcome to Center Saint Sister. I was in the fourth grade when the mother of one of my classmates, there to pick her daughter up early, caught me by the elbow on the playground, whisked me aside and hissed into my ear, you would be nothing without that hair. At nine, I knew I didn't understand the interaction fully, but I didn't feel like I could tell anyone to try to gain any clarity. My mom and I were no longer one. I was a little too old for that. As I chose my own clothes and played my own music and had thoughts concerning boys I felt I shouldn't tell her about, we were separate, like stars in the sky. Not yet understanding the beauty of constellations, unfortunately, I kept my distance and I kept the secret. Plainly, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed because this interaction made clear, in case I wasn't already sure, I had been suspecting, that I was hateable. So hateable, in fact, that a grown woman who didn't even know me felt compelled to singe my ear with her sentiments. I couldn't be positive, but I was almost certain her behavior was outside the scope of respectable adulting, and she was apparently willing to risk her status to relay this message. Hating a child was risky. Telling them about it was downright forbidden. What could this breach possibly say about me? Precisely how worthy of this misconduct was I? It had to be bad. The other indicator that I was downright deplorable was that I detected enjoyment in her cannonball. She enjoyed dropping it. There was a flicker of heat in her tone, that flicker of heat that hatred gives, and her delight increased my shame. I wasn't reflective enough to look beneath her sentence at the time. I wasn't articulate enough to analyze her words. I wasn't mature enough to detect her brokenness. When I was reflective enough, articulate enough, mature enough, I had long since buried the memory, and it wasn't until I wanted to experiment with a very short haircut in my late 20s and worried that I would no longer be considered pretty that the memory came rushing back as I sat staring at myself in my stylist chair. Wet, wavering, weakened, my shame unearthing itself one snip at a time. My elementary school's playground was my Garden of Eden, and if the serpent's hissed question led to humanity's fall, this woman's venomous declaration led to my personal one. I never wondered before she slinked into my garden if God was providing for me well enough. But that day, as I watched her cup her hand on her little girl's shoulder and lead her through the glass doors, talking with her casually like nothing had happened, I felt a sudden need for alertness. I stood owl-eyed, stock still, and examined every other girl on the playground that day. What were they doing so right? What was I doing so wrong? Why did no other little girl fall under this woman's wrath? Why was my elbow the only one she snatched? And what did she say again? What did that mean? That I would be nothing? Without what? My hair? Was she saying that I wouldn't be pretty? Was she saying that that was everything? Being pretty? Everything? Was she right? 
Maybe she was. She felt strongly about it, apparently. Maybe the world was going to have its way with me soon enough and these questions were due. Maybe it was time. Maybe my fall would have happened anyway, but that day, for the very first time, I started looking side to side to find my answers. The intensity of that playground experience connected shame to how I looked. I could feel that rumbling somewhere beneath the surface, too close to ignore but too far away to name. I had felt shame about how I looked for almost as long as I could remember, but I could never identify exactly why. I sat in my stylist chair and cried tears of recognition that day, the tears that let me know that this explanation was the right one. Involuntary, hot, tender tears. My stylist panicked, thinking I hated my hair. I explained that I just figured out why I hated myself. Before the you-would-be-nothing incident of 1986, I had never wondered before if I was pretty or not. My parents told me I was, and I believed them. Life was simple. I had everything I needed. The day innocence was lost and knowledge of good and evil was gained, I began to rely on the world to tell me about myself. The other day, my friend said this sentence, I feel like the jury has always been out on if I'm pretty or not. And something pierced my soul when she said it. I knew that that was true for me, too. Does every woman feel this way? Pretty. It's an uncomfortable topic for me. Is it for everyone? I can't be sure because I feel like we only talk about it in all the wrong ways. And it's never honestly. As an experiment, I tactlessly asked those women closest to me if they thought they were pretty. They squirmed and shifted and rambled and eventually came up with a few features they appreciated and then quickly changed the subject. It was a yes or no question. And these women and I have held each other's sick babies and celebrated each other's accomplishments and prayed each other's prayers and recovered from arguments and lifted each other up when we've broken down. And yet how we look is somehow off limits. I think it would be valuable to know why. Why can we shamelessly tell the truth in every other area of our lives? What are the emotions we dodge as we bob and weave around a simple question? It's probably rare to be able to go back with pinpoint precision and exactly identify the day I discovered comparing myself to others was the only way to successfully survive and that beauty was something terribly complicated and woefully important and that others' opinions of me affected my very own opinions of myself. Most people probably withstood a slow boil. As I've grown older and more comfortable with how God made me, standing out has become easier, and physical beauty has certainly become less important. But what I cannot seem to undo, no matter how hard I try, is unlink my Pavlovian response, the response that links what others think about me to what I think about myself. That's the real damage of that day. I simply cannot quit looking outside myself to determine my worth. And breaking the habitude feels a little booby-trapped because technically I'm designed to do it. God made me in his image, and I was made to do two things. I was made to worship and serve God, and I was made to rule over created things in his name and for his glory. Worship God and rule over creation. But the order got reversed, and I worshiped creation instead. Rebellion and independence flip-flopped God's intention, and I worship and serve creation instead of the Creator. And I am ruled by whatever it is I worship. 
Yes, I am to look outside myself to learn who I am, but it is the creator I'm to look to, not creation. When Eve entertained the serpent's question, she probably didn't have any intention of disobeying. And when she saw the apple, she probably didn't intend to take it. And when she took it, she probably didn't intend to taste it. But that's exactly how that doleful tale ended, mattering much. When I entertained that scarring woman's words, I didn't have any intention of comparing myself to other people. And as I looked side to side, I didn't have any intention of redefining myself based on what I found. And when I tried to conform, I didn't have any intention of letting the world tell me what is beautiful. But that is exactly how that doleful tale ended, mattering much. The world is wonderfully expert at leading me to doubt my creator and hate myself. And I am unbearably slow at remembering my value. Finding my beauty in God has been a lesson I've had to learn over and over again. It's never been over once it was over. I've had to turn it around and learn it again each time from a new angle while the Lord peels back another layer to show me something new. Beauty is not in the eye of the beholder, as I've been told. Beauty is in the discernment of the Creator. And recognizing myself as His prized creation, which He has called good, allows me to elevate the internal so that it shows through to the external, proving me nothing other than beautiful. The world, my flesh, a sneaky split-tongued serpent will never quit trying to keep me from my desire of true beauty. But with Christ's power, I loosen painful associations, break crippling chains, and bring hidden perceptions into the light so that I can finally stop living for the world. And when I stop living for the world, I can no longer die by it. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. From the Book of Romans. From the book of Ecclesiastes, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. This is my friend Dawn. We've been friends for almost 25 years. She is a perfect travel companion. She's incredibly fierce on the dance floor. And she always smells nice. I can't even count how many times she's been there to help pick me up. I'm so excited to have y'all both in the same room. It's so fun. It okay. really is a treat. I mean, it's mm -hmm. so, like easy to make happen. So if I were getting married tomorrow, y'all would both be bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Let me glad. just tell y'all, I was one. So it'd be real awkward if right now she was like, um, one of you would be. <laughs> not the one who was. Oh, okay. Perfect. He's been demoted. Starting off real strong. Okay, here's the Okay. I don't know, this is kind of a bummer to say, but if I were like diagnosed with something, like I would call y'all yes, like to better. come like attend to me. You yes. know, like y'all are just fun people to celebrate with. You're fun people wait. You're important people to grieve with. Like yeah. there is just um a solidarity and the fact that y'all love each other delights me. That yes. was my favorite part of getting married is when bridesmaids loved each other. Oh. I've made so many friends through you yes. among the years because you're such a good friend. And then you bring your friends together, and you're always like, this is why you will like each right. other. And it's always it's so true. true. Yes. 
I, awesome. Some of my very best friends I met have met through you, and uh-huh. it's like, how did you meet? And you have to say, yeah, you're you know? the connector. I yes. enjoy. I really enjoy people. I think it's my um, really mm-hmm. vain need to be understood. <laughs> so it's like I want you to understand why I love this person oh, so much, and so nice. I'm explaining both of y'all to each other, and then. The magic happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> true. I'm so thankful. Okay, so I'm here now. with Dawn, and I'm here with Rachel. And um, Rachel, you have been in every single season. Really? You are the Whoa. only person. That is undeserved, but <laughs> highly impressive. Not true. Yes. Not true. So good. And Dawn, you are in one of like the top three most listened episodes. <gasps> oh my gosh. I'm going to cry right now. Isn't that so fun? It's so fun. Jill Free still... Still uh, past 40. Past, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to, to turn 42? Yes. Turn oh my 42. gosh, 42. Doesn't that sound so bleh? It sounds like 62. I'm like, <laughs> am I a grandma now with a <sighs> six-year-old and a four-year-old? Yeah. I am kind of the grandma mom, but that's okay. In 42 way? sounds old. Why do you say that? Oh, oh, because you have because young kids. Because I have young kids sure, sure. at the age of 42, gotcha. which I know is happening more, but yeah. Anyways. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today, <laughs> we're going to talk about beauty. And we're going to talk about appearances. And I think that, I don't know about you, but I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with the word beauty. Because in one way, I feel like I'm supposed to be above it because I love the Lord. And then in another way, I feel like I need to sink deeper into it because he's the author of beauty. Like, I don't know that beauty is a bad thing, you know? And so, and yet the world does really wonky things with it and warps it. Mm -hmm. So what is, so I would like for, um, just this episode to be a good godly discussion of what beauty is, how to have a healthy relationship with it. Um, what are the things that we're up against as we try to navigate this? What's too much? What's too little? I don't know. I don't even know where to start. It's a hard topic as a woman because the standards are high. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I've never felt, I've always wanted to be beautiful, try. Sure. I don't ever feel guilty for appreciating beauty and wanting, doing the things I think make me look more beautiful or attractive. But then when you look kind of outside of the Christian realm and just, I just feel like, yes, it is the number one goal almost, no matter what realm you're in, to be the most beautiful, the most attractive, the youngest looking. Mm-hmm. And um, and the importance that's placed on it, it's exhausting, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But, but I can't say that I don't like care about it or that I've ever thought so this is probably terrible but when people say like the inside matters more than the outside like I'm kind of like they're equal they're equal to me (laughs) (laughs) like no 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 I want you to equally think I'm a very loving kind person but I also want you to think like I don't I I they I want them to match well I mean I think it's just such a complicated um, issue. I do think that we God designed us in beauty, and yeah. and so like we've got to be we've we've got to find the the line there between embracing that and not just automatically like saying 
that's not holy because I want to put on lipstick and have my hair like a certain kind of way. Right. Even though right. I never wear lipstick, by the way. But <laughs> when I do, people are like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> probably I should do that more often. But you wow them. <laughs> that, that's my goal is to yeah. keep the bar so low. Yes. That, and the, <laughs> it actually works. And it they occasionally dress up and they're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you're right. You know. When anyway. I've washed and dried my hair, people at work comment, did you get your hair done? And I'm like, I shampoo. Yes. That's what I did. Yes, but to keep the tension between, like, you know, um, loving our bodies and and taking care of the outside um, is important, and that's okay, and it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to come at a cost at something else. Mm-hmm. Is I think the tension yeah. we I would love to get to, and I'm not there. Yeah, where, right. You know, but that's kind of where I'd love to get to. So I definitely have a desire to be beautiful and to lie about that would just be to lie about that, right? I mean, come on. Um, and I, I want a healthy body. Yes, that's true. But I want a thin one too. And to lie about that would just be to lie about that. Um, and so I guess maybe let's start there. Like, how do we approach this with balance? Mm -hmm. How do we know when we're trying too hard to achieve something that maybe culture, our, our culture says is beautiful and not necessarily our God. Right. You stumped me. Um, (laughs) 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 I'm like, well, balance is not a word I know well. Here's the thing. Oh, right. Balance is hard in general. I think we have to train our brains to balance. Yeah, I just, I don't even know that I believe in balance. Like, I believe in a good picture, and I don't care if I edit it or choose a different angle or take 10 to get the right shot. I Mm. do not care, and people know that about me, and they comment. And I think people comment thinking that'll change how I feel about it. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I I do not care what you guys think. I get to see you once every however often, and I don't want the picture to be ugly. You know, like, I'm sorry. But I do have a friend, I I don't know why this story is coming up with the question that you asked, but I have a really good friend who just sometimes cares and then every now and then forces herself to not care and, and whatever she looked like in the picture, even if it's, I mean, I've seen some that were not the best. She just says it doesn't matter and you can post it because she was like, every now and then you just need to put it out there. And it, it, it just, it can't matter that much, you mm-hmm. know? I admire that. I am not that person, that but I balance. admire that. That, that is, is exactly balance. balance. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not that. I, I, I will be the first to say. Yeah. And I don't, it depends on how permanent it is. What's um, interesting about this for you? to me about you is that you do not have tendencies for perfectionism. No. You don't struggle with that. I I can have some tendencies to perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm kind of I'm either like 100% or no nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. do things at, you know, a healthy 50% level. Uh-huh. Um what do you think? What's just, the balance? Well, I guess balance. I don't love the word balance either. Yeah. Like you're yeah. saying, balance annoys me. Yeah. Uh, and balance is boring. Well, and it's and almost unattainable. Unattainable, unachievable. So what I love to think about is the tension between two truths. Okay. And you know, like the Bible's full of these two truths. Or the ten, you know, the tension between two things, and you kind of have to like submit these desires in your heart. You know, like here's the thing: when people take pictures of me, I never look at it. Never. I'm just like, it's fine, however it is. But 
the reason behind is the same. It's because I don't want to criticize myself. Yeah. You know, whereas you don't want to criticize yourself in the picture that you see, Mm -hmm. you know, yours, and it's just, it's just a little bit different, you know, but it's the same kind of, you know, I I don't want to focus too much on that. And you don't want to have to look at the picture later and focus too much on the other either. Yeah. I just want to like it. And so I think we've got to give ourselves and each other a lot of permission to kind of be in that tension. And I think in the place that it gets, wacky is when it becomes more important or too highly elevated than it needs to be or yeah. stressful yeah you yeah. know like if you're stressing about this if there is a if there's too big of a portion of your brain mm-hmm. space devoted to this if there is too big of a portion of your budget mm-hmm. devoted to this oh. i mean i think these are indicators right yeah did you just get a little like, I'm like, Don got convicted. Just got a little sting. <laughs> Don got convicted. <laughs> well, it's so Steve Hall, do not listen to this one. <laughs> but what she's saying so is, is yeah. not true. Spend the all the money, do all the things. Isn't it about motivation? Yes. And if it's about the approval of our culture, that's gonna lie to us every single time. Yeah. You know? If it is about making people like me, uh-huh. then then it's misguided. You know, but to say that beauty doesn't matter, that that's a lie too. There, yes, are there more important topics to discuss? There absolutely are, because I think it's a lie that oh well, God doesn't care about beauty, so neither should you. That's not true. Um, but I don't think that we can let our worlds revolve around what we look like. It shouldn't be taking up too much brain space, too much dollars, right. and too much stress. And time. And time. It yeah. takes a lot of time. Yeah. Now, to be clear, I put on mascara to work out. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite okay? things Like about at 5.15 a.m. So I, I have zero judgment. I mean, I mean, I'm a mess. Let me say, I went to um, a field day and my hair was curled. And I got some comments like, oh, you've got dressed up for this. And I was in, you know, running pants, running shirt, but my hair was curled. And I was like... Well, one, even if I did, can't there be space to be like, that's just what you felt like looking like today. So great. Good for you. Two, I honestly, my first reaction was, well, actually, no, I only have to wash my hair once a week. My hair stays curled. I have this baseball cap over it. Like, honestly, that's the truth. But I wish I could have in that moment not felt like I needed to defend it. And I wish I could have in that moment just been like, yeah, I did. Because who yeah. cares? Yeah. You shouldn't You shouldn't feel weird if I got dressed up and yeah. you didn't. Because yeah. uh, it is field day. Like, who cares? But at the same time, I shouldn't feel like I have to defend it. Right. But I did. And later I was like, I wish I could have just been like, no, it's not what you... It doesn't matter. I didn't need yeah. to say it's not what you think. But it's challenging. Because I wanted to say that I, I feel like I do it more for me than I do it for anybody else. Mm-hmm. The one thing I'm enjoying about the age we're living in is that I feel like there's a lot more anything goes. Like, mm, if you have naturally mm-hmm. curly hair, wear it, right. you yeah. know, like, yeah. and enjoy it. And if your hair is straight, enjoy that. And if you have freckles, freckles are beautiful. I mean, growing up having freckles was something that just, you know, nobody thought was beautiful. Yeah. And so one thing I love is that I do feel like the world is embracing all different kinds of beauty a lot more. Yeah. And... Um, I think that's a fun time to live in that yeah. you can just kind of 
embrace what God did give you and yeah. enhance it how you want to enhance yeah, it. I like, like I'm not going to have – Greer likes that we have the same color hair. And the other day told me that yes. as – she's my um, four-year-old. As my hair is growing out, I just got it done. She said, Mommy, your hair is black. I said, well, do you, what do you think about that? She said, I don't like it. I, we have the same hair because she yeah, has that's cute. this really curly kind of blonde fro. Mm-hmm. And the other day she was crying about it. And Aww. she was like, I don't like it. Aww. I said, why? And she said, because it's different. Everybody touches it and comments about it. Mm-hmm. I said, but they love it. That's why they're commenting and touching it. Mm-hmm. They're all saying they love it. I don't like it. I don't want to be different. Mm-hmm. I want to be the same. Mm-hmm. I want hair like yours. Yeah. Because my hair is straight because I've straightened it so much. So I had to kind of find this picture and show her we're the same. Mm-hmm. We're the same. Yeah. And um, your hair is beautiful and people just love it. But it's it's hard. Yeah. It's, you see it a lot through your girls. For yeah. sure. We got on a tangled kick at our house and Amelia just had trouble growing hair the first five years of her life, really. I mean, I talked to a doctor about it. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but we were watching Tangled, and then I have really, not necessarily thick, long hair, but I have... I have you have good hair. I've you good always hair. have. And, um, and she looked at me, barely even able to talk. And she looked at me, and she said, Mommy, I do not have big hair. Mm-hmm. And big hair is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went and got a haircut the next day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I chopped moment. my hair to my chin. Uh, she didn't care. She didn't appreciate it at all. <laughs> Stuck with this <laughs> bob I hate. those extensions yeah. back. <laughs> um, okay, what do y'all think about this? I was going to say truth, and then I'm like, well, if I if I present it that way, you can't disagree with it. Um, but I mean, but you know I will if I need to. That a girl. But our physical beauty and our intern and our internal beauty are mysteriously connected, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, are it, because don't you know that girl who might not have a very stereotypical definition of beauty in her outward experience and yet there's something about her that you just want to sit next to yes. right you know and so I <laughs> we, we talked about this a little bit before but like pe- the people have energy I'm gonna get an email because I use the word energy um, <laughs> so people have an energy about energy them energy does exist people <laughs> <laughs> that's like hi you know I want to scoot in and like learn more or bye like I'm just gonna like curl my drink into myself and, and turn, pivot a little bit, you know? Your <laughs> so, vibes are bad. Yeah. And so, so what, it, what are, let's name some of those things. What are the things that are beautiful about somebody that make you want to scoot in a little closer? Number one is confidence. I think on, in anybody, I mean. But, but a fake confidence is so oh, easy to oh spot. Gosh, yes. So easy and worse than just being insecure. A repellent. It's I mean, one of those ones that's biting. Live in your insecurity because that's more authentic if you need to. Yeah. Versus trying to be falsely confident. I mm-hmm. completely agree. But the more you can be thankful for who you are and how you are and truly be thankful for it. And I think that's an exercise of trying to find something that you like and yeah. Um, yeah. believing it uh-huh. and understanding that how you are made really is perfect and good and right especially in the physical right I mean the internals is stuff that maybe can get wonky and you really do need to work on but the physical you you could not control you were made this way overall like you've got to figure out how to be thankful I have to veil this a little bit but there's a group of friends and we would 
um, go out together, and there was one of the friends who was stereotypically more attractive than another, and then we there was another friend who was stereo conventionally um, not as attractive, and this person who was not as attractive loved herself. She just yeah. had a blast with herself. Uh huh. Um, was just completely delightful. And if we were at a bar and people were asking people to dance, there was a line around the bar. Yeah. <laughs> because she was going to make you laugh. Yes. Because she was going to delight you because she delighted in herself. Mm-hmm. And I was walking home with uh, the other friend who didn't get any attention that night and who was struggling. And there were just these hot tears stinging her eyes and she didn't even have to say it. But she just did not understand. She could not make sense of it. And, and that was my, my like culminating sentence to her was that this person knows exactly who they are right. and they love it. And they're just enjoying their life. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need to apologize for how someone made you. And that's why I like that unconventional beauty is, is becoming more of a thing because who says what that is? And so I like that you really can just be so grateful for mm-hmm. how you were made. But it's it's not always easy. I mean... Yeah. There's some reckoning. There's a lot of reckoning. Yeah. Um, what are things that attract you that make you want to sit closer? <clears throat> um, authenticity. People just are just themselves. I mean, they can be the most obnoxious person <laughs> on the planet, but uh-huh. if they own it... I yeah. just sometimes can't help it. It almost makes me like them more. Right. Yes. Love authenticity. We don't need a perfect person. No. Yeah. We just want one that tells the truth um, about themselves. Yes. And it's going to be a little, um, a little bit, you know, kind of going the other direction. But compassion mm-hmm. is extreme. Like when people are compassionate, I think it's people that make me feel safe. Mm-hmm. So if I can trust you and you'll take care of me, I mm-hmm. am, am drawn. That's you know, I, I will let you close and, yeah. and all of that. So. Um, mine is an emotional generosity. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about mm-hmm. them that can invest in you, can be present, can be really physically present to the person in front of them. I'm interested in you. I care about you. I'd like to know the details of you. And not that I need to be talking to, about myself the whole time, but just there's something about that reception. Yes. Like there's a receptivity mm-hmm. that I think is so beautiful. Interested and interesting. Yes. Um, okay, what about, what about repelling? What's a repelling quality? I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, someone that um, is untrustworthy or inauthentic mm-hmm. or, um, you know, um, overtly prideful. And I say that kind of with trim- trembling because, you know, it's like, oh, you know, pride is, is one of the most um, sneaky things that goes mm-hmm. on inside of us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really hard to be, like you were talking about, emotionally generous with someone. It's very mm-hmm. hard to, you know, engage people. That mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, truly, we keep saying it, but I, I can't say enough that I think so often people see something they like and if they're in their own insecurity try to emulate it or be that and there's nothing wrong with a little bit of that but truly the whole fake it till you make it doesn't work when it comes to your personality and who you are and what you're trying to portray it can work in a job situation it can work (laughs) in some other things but in your own personality it comes out and it's not attractive and it's hard to be around you know and you know I say that with a little bit of taking a step back a little bit because recently just in talking with some friends a friend was like well you kind of don't always understand that honestly through things I've been through in my life 
I really got to know the Lord early on. And there was a, an imprint and an impact that he made on my life that I think just immediately I knew where my identity was. I sometimes have some confidence that maybe I should or shouldn't have. Mm. And so it took me a long time to understand that not everyone's like me. And that when I would see someone acting out of insecurity, just so annoyed by it, you know, Mm. like, can't you understand, you know, like, can't you be confident? Can't you be all these things? Mm. And it's just not the same for everybody. And I've had a lot more compassion and empathy in my forties, realizing like, that's one thing that I feel very blessed and gifted with. It's not like I always feel that way, but mostly I feel comfortable in my own skin and I'm very thankful for that. But it, it feels sometimes, even when we're saying all of this, I understand that it's a lot bigger of a struggle for some people than it has sure. been for me. I can't imagine how hard that would be not to be comfortable in your own skin in yeah. some capacity or another. That's really, that's convicting because, so my repellent quality is um, a woman that I feel is competitive. Like I'm out. I don't know. It's so, I just can't, it's so unattractive to me, but you said something. What if those repellent qualities that we just went through is always a lack of compassion? Hmm. What if it's just a way that I'm not willing to get underneath it and, and figure out, you know, what, what's causing that? I'm trying to have more compassion because I think there is so much judgment, so much pressure. I mean, we're supposed to be supermodels. We are sold a certain script about what it means to be beautiful. More so than ever. Yeah. And But we also are supposed to be, you know, top chefs and uh, <laughs> yeah. hilarious and funny and we can write and we can have fun and, and we're great in bed and we're, yeah. I mean, like all the things, you yeah. know, I mean, we. it's just. I, I say this all the time, but I think back in the day, it used to be a little more like, oh, well, Sally's amazing at sewing dresses. Go to her for help with that. And Let's have a commune. Susie is a great <laughs> gardener. And Mary Beth over here um, is a fabulous musician. And now it's like you you just, you're actually required to be all the things. Yeah. And um, it's exhausting. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. You know, just as we're talking, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, our beauty is just being um, assaulted. And I say our beauty because we are created in the image of God and therefore like inherently we're beautiful, even in a broken world. And, um, you know, the enemy who, what in the Bible says that was the most beautiful being. And it's interesting to me, um, since we're talking, you know, just how specific ways that that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy um, from something that God God made us to be. And so, like, when you're talking about your girls and the thing, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, we just need to get this right for our girls. And we really yeah. have to be making sure the right message, because they're going to get the message from a lot of places. Fine, fine. Yeah. But, like, what are their foundational things that we need to be pouring into? It's like, yes, you are created in the image of God. And what God says is beautiful is the truth. Right. Yes. We can't be looking too far to the right or to the left. But if God calls me in all of my hot mess express, (laughs) don't like makeup enough, like makeup too much, don't like clothes enough, like them too much, whatever... You know, whoever he created to me to be is is beautiful in his sight. I definitely agree that we have been thoughtfully attacked. Mm. So if you have mm. Satan in heaven 
wanting all, because of his beauty, mm-hmm. wanting all the glory, wanting all mm-hmm. the praise, wanting all the worship, and then that being his ruin, it makes sense to me that his greatest revenge mm-hmm. is going to be trying to destroy beauty wherever he can find it. And let's face it, we are God's finest work. Like as women, the crown of creation, what is absolutely most beautiful. Um, It's clear to me that Rachel's been brought in as the spiritual advisor, <laughs> and I am the worldly perspective. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. And, and, uh, <laughs> that's because you're prettier than me, and I've had to develop <laughs> these gifts along the way. Yes. I was like, no, you can't do I just love, like, I, every answer, I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go get my teeth whitened, and I'll be right back. And we're going to read Peter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, that says, do not let your adorning be external. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, only. It's all good. It's all good. That's right. That's right. Um, okay, so how does this age of social media, how does this age of like everybody posting everything contribute? Because, I, I mean, am I right or am I right? We have never been more exposed right. to the judgment of others. Yes. Like, oh my goodness. Um, so social media, what role does this play? Oh gosh, I had to fast from social media every once in a while because I mean, I, you know, it it really is, can be a distraction. It's also extremely wonderful. Like don't hit, this is not like about like, let's just bash on social media because they're being whatever. Um, but it, it. You gotta you you just have to be rooted because it can get you distracted and looking yeah. at some different ways that that maybe we shouldn't. Well, and I are you one of those that um, when you when you're about to fast, you announce it fifty times to the whole world. I do not. Hey everyone, <laughs> everyone, I'm leaving. And people are like, no, we'll miss you. No, a thousand likes. Um, oh no, I'm God. just. Kidding. I have wonderful friends who do that. <laughs> Like, Should I? Am I missing no, something? No, you can quietly go in the distance, but I just always laugh. Okay. I'm like, I feel like the whole point is like to take yourself out and yet you're announcing to the whole world a hundred times of how like we'll miss you. But no, I think they do it because <laughs> they want like, people to know I'm not going to know what's happening with you anymore. Or cleaning out their friend list. Hey guys, just yes. so you know, I have oh. done a major purge <laughs> and you're like... Okay, but could you post that? Like, could right. you purge? Right. <laughs> just, just do it. We want like, like, Let's not, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you're out. Who did I beat? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, if you're still here, yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> you're one of the lucky ones. I'm doing an arrowing. Uh, I, I think everybody has love-hate with social media. I think um, certainly it's a new world. Certainly, I think just the broader topic of appearances. Obviously, it becomes really challenging with social media because yes. it is because just... Because the, the flower crown filter? Yeah. <laughs> oh and the gosh. bunny ears? Don't that get me started. That bothers me so much. Oh my I'm gosh. I'm so sorry for anyone that loves them because I do think that they're cute, but I'm just no, like... No, no. I'm no. so glad. I, I honestly... The thing that like annoys yourself. me the most, number one thing that annoys me the most are people who are talking on Insta stories or whatever with the filter as a bunny. about some as a bunny as a puppy about something serious you know like 
we just found out my dad has cancer. And I'm like, well, I cannot take this seriously with your bunny rabbit ears flapping in my face. Our ancestors are like very stoic. Like we have all these very serious pictures of them. Like we're going to be remembered with antlers. It's challenging. And I think we all tell ourselves, right? Like this is a snapshot of someone's life. I promise you behind every good family picture is a mom who had to yell at every it's pouring sweat to yeah. smile to stand up straight they had to take 50 of you them you bribe you threaten you bribe you, you threaten yeah. <laughs> everybody's mad and when you see that picture you kind of remember that you're like oh, oh what for it, sure what yeah. it took to get that picture there's one where we're holding manny and it's like he had diarrhea everywhere <laughs> like i can every time i see the picture i'm like i'll i can smell, smell that diarrhea <laughs> uh, and then you know everybody says you have to remember that's just a snapshot of someone's life that's not their real life blah blah blah, blah. and I, and it, that is so true and then there's the school of thought of like we need to be more honest and 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 take more honest with Okay, yes and no. I mean, right. yeah. I, I appreciate sometimes when people post a picture of a messy house, you know, and it's yeah. actually messy because let me just the, tell you. Instead of the cute messy. Oh, the cute messy it's like, really ticks me off. Yeah, authentically messy. I, I appreciate some of that. But the truth is we do have to understand it's just a snapshot some things are better shared on a couch. Some like, things are better not, shared on a couch. You know, we don't need to bring the whole world down all the time. Yeah. I understand that it's already a little bit of a downer. Sometimes, if you're in a tough place, seeing your friends all together in Bora Bora, yeah. you know, I mean, that can be challenging. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like, I don't, I don't actually expect people to post all their authentic lives. I, I right. understand it's a snapshot, but. I also understand that can be challenging, yeah. but there's so okay, many Okay, what about altering, speaking of appearances, what about altering... <laughs> as long as it's on a bunny ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah so we, we talked filters. But I what about, what about when what you end up posting is really just a mere suggestion of the face God gave you? Like, what about that? <laughs> well, I do that a lot. <laughs> This might be controversial because some people love to also hashtag no filter. And I'm like, okay, here's the thing. I work and I'm going to justify it a little Can bit. Can we talk about the hashtag no filter? What does that mean? Like, like I'm, I'm really, just really this pretty. Like, yes. Who would do that? Yes. I don't understand. A lot of people. A lot of people are like, no filter, hair flip, smile. Wow. And they are. And you are. And that's great. I, I mean, it's mm-hmm. fine. Most okay. people do no filter. I just like feel like that's putting a lot of exclamation marks behind the selfie in it's the, the very first brag. place. It's the humble brag. Like, or wow. maybe the not as humble. It's like no filter. Straight up brag. Yeah. yeah, that's an aggressive brag. There's nothing humble about that brag. I think some people are trying to say, like, this is just our natural selves and maybe okay. help people be that All right. way. I don't know. Okay, but let's talk about how you alter your pictures. All right, well, this is what I think. Um, I don't have a problem with it, by the way. Yeah, some people do, some people don't. It's I know. Fine. This is my justification, though. So I work very full-time, come home. I just don't have time for all the things sometimes, right? I don't have time to get the spray tan sometimes. I don't have time to go to the dentist even. I mean, it's shameful how long it's been. I don't have time to get the eyelash extensions okay, all the so time. Okay, so you make your, the you get yourself a tan, you whiten your teeth. I'm just doing what people do have time to do. Do you make your eyes bigger? Do you make your eyes I bigger? Haven't done you know, that. that thing, you know? No, I haven't oh. done that. I I still want to look like Where you look like anime okay. by the time it's done? I I don't want someone to see me in real life and <laughs> say happened? Don't you always <laughs> look like yourself done. So I always want to look like myself. But I will take out a wrinkle. I will sure. 
um, narrow myself. I'll definitely do that. Okay. I'll, I'll be vulnerable. I'll narrow my hips. Because okay. you know what? I could have shifted my angle and narrowed them, but I didn't. So I'll narrow my hips. I have a I have an app for all that. Okay. Right on. And um, I'm okay with it. But some people are very against it, and that's fine too. But then I'm like, it's all, in the end, it's it's that I want to look at it and just love the picture. And enjoy the picture. And some pictures I take, and I feel fine about it, and I post. Like, I don't spend hundreds of hours in Photoshop right. <laughs> getting these okay, pictures. Okay, so again, it's that number one motivation, number yeah. two time, number two, yeah, mm-hmm. stress. Hey, do you, you ever still- edit photos? Uh, uh, like a filter, like I'll make myself look more tan. I mean, uh, I just with whatever. I didn't whatever's know on Instagram. No, there's apps. Oh, there's I had apps. no idea. Mm-hmm. I thought Snapchat I was like the the most you could alter, but no, no you could you could you could become another person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like yourself. Okay. Um, what's a social media thing that drives y'all crazy? Well, we touched on the main one for me is the animal filter. Oh, yeah. You had serious yeah. conversation. You had that. strong opinions about that. Um, <coughs> I really don't enjoy an overposter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I feel satiated with you and your life and your lifestyle and your opinions. And so it's like I'm here to limit your fun. I am here, I am here to moderate your success. I'm here to put a lid on all of your affections for all of the people you love. Like, I'm just over it. But here's why I'm impossible. Like, here's why I exhaust myself. Is because the person who, like, doesn't post enough, even also that's, like, all cryptic. Yes. You know, like, that makes me nuts, too. I never post a picture anymore. And then you, it's like, what's going on in your life? (laughs) The cryptic post, that's the one. No, like, I don't make me decipher your life. Like, I need to know. That's no, I will not pray for you. I also do not enjoy when there's like um a like a like ration going on. And so there will be people <laughs> that you were like in real life relationships with that just like won't like your stuff. And here's the thing, I see you. I see you liking her stuff. Okay? So you're making a statement here. There's not a like ration. Like I click like so much, y'all, that Facebook keeps asking me if I'm a robot. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm not a robot. I'm just a decent human being. Like we have we have agreed to enter into this exchange. Now hold up your end of the deal. What is the problem? I have a friend who wants posted i will like your same picture on facebook on snapchat (laughs) on instagram so i feel like i'm the nicest and i'm like you are the nicest because i think if i liked it on one of them i'm like i did my my end of the deal you guys have have opened my mind i am now gonna go on a like but but i'm gonna have to to narrow down my friend list because it's Uh exhausting to go through all that and i'm just gonna like the mess out of all the things listen i'm just into reciprocity (laughs) (laughs) and it makes me really irrationally angry (laughs) If you're, like, not liking my stuff. <laughs> now, it is hard, though, because the algorithms do change who you see sometimes. And so maybe some of these people aren't seeing your Whatever. <laughs> I was, like, just sitting with you in a meeting. You can't tell me my kid's cute. Like, I'm not asking for a comment. Just push the blue thumb. Well, it what is funny because the- you're looking at the picture. It's just hit the picture. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like this kind of takes us a little bit back around full circle because it comes down to motivations so like what's the motivation of us wanting to be beautiful is it the praise of others um what's the motivation of using social media is it to share our lives with one another to to glorify god to shine a light or is it to stroking our egos or (laughs) or whatever but um to sum it all up 
if we believe that God is really God, then we are comfortable displaying his beauty. And so that's that confidence yes. that we were talking about before. But if it's the praise of others that's right. driving everything, if there's that repellent quality to the falseness of that. Honestly, my number one thing that brings me joy, who I feel like God created me to be, and goal in life is to bring joy to others. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to say things and do things on um, social media platforms that people enjoy. As we as women strive to become more beautiful and just being comfortable with that because yeah. God created it, so it's yep. okay. That's a good thing to want. What are, um, just in closing, what's something you want to keep? What's something you want to get rid of? I want to get rid of condemnation or like judgment, like a, like a quick oh. judgment. And I would like to develop, so maybe this is different than keep, but I would like to develop a more um, patient spirit for the beauty that will be forthcoming in that person even if I don't see it immediately that's good that's good I just impressed myself right there (laughs) me too that's what (laughs) me too I think that's perfectly said and I think that beauty and women it's such a big topic but the best thing we can do is what you just said is be more for women and how they're working out their own selves and uh try to just offer more grace Mm -hmm. to everyone you see Mm -hmm. because there is always a story behind whatever's going on and we really don't know it even if we think we do Mm -hmm. we don't you feel your best self and your most beautiful around the people who make you feel that way amen yeah so be that person i feel i find women can be sometimes the hardest on each other yeah and if we expect the whole world to take it down a notch, then we need to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, just really accepting um, how God made me and delighting in that and um, and exploring that more mm-hmm. um, and really getting rid of any sort of self-criticism or yeah. criticism of other people. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm not 40 yet, but mm-hmm. I am getting there. And, and I've heard that that's when you start, you start yeah. like really loving yourself. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I love that. But I would get rid of my sunspots and thin skin. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Fair. I, wait, after your answer, I was like, I've got to change mine because I thought, I'll keep I thought we were talking. my hair. I'll get rid of my wrinkles. Oh, I wait. love y'all so much. Love Thank you. you. My best friend and I certainly don't have all the answers. But that's never stopped us when it comes to matters of the heart from trying to comprehend, evaluate, analyze, apply, and synthesize. Wait, is that Bloom's taxonomy? I knew we were onto something. This is me, my best friend Kristen, and your questions. Hi, BP. Hi, BP. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> no, try again. <laughs> Hi, Beefinator. Hi, Beefalicious. I think it's really ironic that we are doing an episode on beauty and appearances today. (laughs) You're so rude. (laughs) (laughs) And we are both 
not at our best. Not at our best. My face, my hair, my teeth, my armpits. <laughs> Nothing are at their best right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is excluded from being bad. It's summertime. Um, okay, so we're talking about um, appearances and beauty. And it's funny because this was just a harder conversation than I thought. And not hard. Because we can sit around and talk about surface level stuff all day. But it was hard to to go deep. I think there's a resistance. That's interesting. Well, yeah. I feel like there's so many different messages. When you just told me earlier that the topic was beauty, it was like my first thought was like in a good way or a bad way. You mm. know, there's so many mixed messages out there, and so how are we going to talk about it? And okay, interesting. You say that. So this is the question from the listener. It says, "I'm curious to know what you girls think." My mother-in-law won't quit telling my daughter that she's the most beautiful little girl in the world. And there's something about it that gets under my skin. Am I right? Am I wrong? Is she right? Is she wrong? Any thoughts? I do have a thought, but I'm not here to tell anybody whether they're right or wrong. Um, what that makes me think about, did you see, I guess I must have seen it through like some sort of social media. There was a photo shoot that a mom did. She said that um, a friend had told her that her daughter was not an athlete. She was a girly girl. So, you know, wanted to be beautiful and like to be beautiful and do princess things. And um, this lady thought, why can't she be both? And so she did this photo shoot and it was so cool. It was these little girls in like full, very serious tutus and tiaras and makeup, like with cleats holding a bat. Oh, or, I love um, Yeah, just totally, totally exaggerated, done up with, you know, a basketball. And so it was like, you know, why do we have to choose? Why can't they be both? And it, it definitely gave me pause as a mom. I mean, Hope was about to do a baseball camp and I like went to Academy and bought a bunch of pink things. Um, because I do think that, you know, I get into this place of feeling like because the world is so much about appearances and beauty in a way that I'm not comfortable with, that I feel like I have to like overtly counter it. Um, but that, that suggests that being girly isn't okay or even directly says that it's, you know, bad or it's weak. And I just thought that was really neat to the way that um, they leaned into both and said, you know, why do they have to choose? Yeah. You know, one thing that is a, a, always a goal for me with writing and speaking is holding a balance between, it, it's finding a middle ground of not being so brash or so confident but then not being so uncertain and so vulnerable, you know, so you have this opposite ends of the spectrum and it's really trying to, to hold both of those and right. find a, a balance. And so it's, I say the word balance cause it's just the only word I know, but um, we were kind of rejecting the word balance in our conversation because balance is hard and boring and, uh, and so really it's more about like tension. It's tension between these two things. Right. And I feel like we have to train our brain to do that because it's so easily, it naturally wants to jump into a camp with right. your feet. Well, it's easier, it's I easier. think, to just pick a camp and go there full throttle rather than have to, like you said, find that tension and, and wrestle with it. And I feel but, like what the listener's question is, is exactly that. So you have, 
I here here is someone saying she's the prettiest girl in the whole world. Like that feels like a lot, you know. And then you have this other message, perhaps, and I might be reading too much into it. That says I don't I don't want her to hear that. Mm-hmm. And so, is there some way to what as you're saying? Whole, can can we do both? There is something about the feminine heart uniquely. Mm-hmm that really wants to be beautiful. Well, yes, you, as you were saying that, it was making me think about something that you taught me years ago when Amelia was, I want to say like two. So going back to this, that, you know, we want to find attention, but sometimes it's okay to just support and encourage and, you know, play into a little girl and a, and a woman's desire to be beautiful. Because I remember you guys telling Amelia, that she was beautiful. And I don't remember why we stopped to talk about it, but you shared about how that's like an intentional part of your parenting. And that was super profound to me at the time. So will you tell everybody else? Well, I I just, they're going to be 15 one day. And if they haven't ever heard their whole life that they're beautiful and the feminine heart that, that longs to hear that, hears it for the first time at 15 from a boy who wants, who knows what I'm just I'm we just, know what. <laughs> we might have a world of other problems besides right. them hearing that they're beautiful and what that Absolutely. might be. So right. I don't know. No, I think that's so good because again, I think it's just that we try to like overcompensate for all the, you know, social media and magazine articles and images that our girls are seeing. Um, but I think it's so important, like you said, to remember you know, how we were created and, and that it's okay to, to want to be beautiful and to want to hear those things. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, maybe your mother-in-law is onto something good, <laughs> but you, you balance it out with, exactly. <laughs> with exactly. a healthy dose of like, I don't know, realistic truth. And so really it's just about being well-rounded and loving what God made. Amen. Amen. Love you beef. Love you. Let's go brush our teeth and like brush our hair. <laughs> and tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I've never met anyone like Mary. Well, technically I've never met Mary. You see we're internet friends, but don't let that fool you. This internet connection runs deep. Mary is so many things all at the same time. With one sentence, she can make me laugh, cry, think, and deeply, deeply feel. There's just something about Mary. You'll see. I was so excited when I got to high school and was finally allowed to get contact lenses. I was convinced that my glasses were ugly, and therefore they made me uglier than I already felt. I couldn't help but to compare myself constantly with those around me, and they all appeared beautiful to me. I'm ashamed to say that I even resented the most attractive people because I felt their lives were so much better than mine. What I didn't anticipate was that my eyes would have trouble adjusting. One eye in particular would rebel against the lens and I'd frequently have to take the contact out partway through the school day. But instead of taking them both out, which would necessitate a return of the glasses, I'd take just the problematic lens out and walk around the rest of the day half blind. I thought that was far preferable to wearing my glasses for a single day. I feel like that sometimes on social media now half blind. We're all putting our best selfies forward, showing the beautiful side of our lives, of our families, of ourselves. But when that's all we see of one another, we wind up half blind. I'm not suggesting that we take selfies as we roll out of bed, but it's probably useful to remember that we're seeing curated portions of one another and not the whole picture. If we were able to see one another through both contacts in, 
eyes wide open, we'd be much less likely to compare and more likely to treat one another with compassion. Pray to be ever more conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We pray for our hearts to be guarded against worldliness, the way of thinking and living that rejects your sovereignty, an enthusiasm for the temporal and an apathy for the eternal, living as if this world is all there is. We can follow and obey the world, God, or we can follow and obey you, but you have told us that we cannot serve two masters. Will we remain conformed to this world, or will we be transformed by the renewing of our minds? Please help us, God, to be watchful and to maintain an offensive posture against the world's attraction and its intrusion. God, we ask that you help us to accept ourselves just the way that we are, without judgment. Help us to form a more friendly relationship with ourselves, your creation that you called good. Help us to accept our appearance just the way that it is, with all of its beauty and its perfection. And let the love that we have for ourselves be so strong that we never again reject ourselves or sabotage our happiness, our freedom, our love by insisting that we ought to be something different than exactly what you made. From now on, God, let every action, every reaction, every thought, every emotion be based on love. Help us to increase our self-love so that we can move from disdain and drama to love and joy. Let the power of your perfect love for us be strong enough to break all the lies that we were programmed by the world to believe. All the lies that tell us that we're not good enough or that everyone should be the same or that what other people think about us is linked to what you think about us or that we are nothing more than what we can see. Jesus, please lend us your holiness to live in true beauty. And for this episode, a special thank you to Don Greer Hall and Rachel Levitt. Thank you to Pamela Anthony Cutright and Chen Redfield for music. Thank you to Kristen Kelly and Mary Bishop. For more of Mary's writing, head to madeforordinarytime.wordpress.com. Sinner Saint Sister now has a Patreon page. Please consider supporting Sinner Saint Sister by searching for Allison Sullivan on patreon.com. Many episodes are now only available for patrons. Send us your questions at sinnersaintsister at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at Allison M. Sully. Don't forget to review, like, and subscribe, and tune in next week.